Welcome to the weekly podcast of the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. VOH Radio brings an in-depth understanding of the scriptures prophetically, rich revelation of the early church apostolic fathers, and biblical interpretation of the biggest news and political stories of our day. Take VOH Radio with you on the go. Listen on demand weekly. New programs released every Monday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Radio.com, TuneIn, and more. To partner with us, please go to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Or email us at radio at voh.church. You know, when I think about the growing impact of the Voice of Healing Radio, I think about all those throughout the world who have reached out to us to tell us about the radical changes in their lives and a desire to go deeper in the Word of God. There's a passion to see Jesus more than ever before. And we want to invite you to partner with us to continue sending this gospel that's transforming lives and so many people to the nations. In February, for the gift of $50 or more, we would like to send you the VOH Radio hat. And for your gift of $100 or more, we want to send you the VOH hat and hoodie featuring a quote from one of the favorite early church fathers origin. This is our gift to you for partnering with us to take VOH Radio to the world. Visit voh.church slash radio to donate now. You're listening to The Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petro. Blessings and welcome to The Voice of Healing. I'm Mike Petro. You know, we were talking about spiritual understanding and the interpretation of spiritual things. Again, the early church called it the apostolic language or understanding of symbolisms. And uh, when we read about Jesus, Jesus taught in parables. The, the scripture is extremely clear that Jesus was speaking to the multitudes in parables. And we, he was not speaking uh, in what we would call our, our modern day language um, or trying to interpret scripture um, and just a natural or natural interpretation. Um, Jesus had a, a extremely amazing in-depth understanding of what the scripture was saying. Um, we can read this and, and understand this um, in, in Jesus's revelations of the word of God. The Lord was always taking the Old Testament and giving us a revelation of the new and giving us a, a much deeper understanding um, of what the scriptures were saying. And so to the early church, they called that revelation or unveiling of something. <clears throat> For instance, uh, Paul, in the, book of Revel in the book of Hebrews, he talks about how that the Jews, when they went through the wilderness, uh, and went through the Red Sea when they had left Egypt, they were all baptized into Christ. Well, if you go talk to a rabbi and say, you know, when the Hebrews went through the Red Sea, how, how, what do you believe about their baptism? They're going to tell you they don't believe at all that anybody was baptized. They'll just say God did a miracle. So how do we, we bridge the gap between the Jewish interpretation and an apostle's interpretation of the New Testament? You have to go back the way they've seen the scriptures. 
They seen the scriptures as revelatory. As a matter of fact, think about it. Paul said that the Jews heard the same gospel, hallelujah, as you and I. The Hebrews heard the same gospel, meaning when they were going through the wilderness, they understood, hallelujah, that the, the early church understood that the gospel was being preached to them, that they heard the gospel. Uh, most Christian pastors or denominations believe that the gospel is only in the New Testament. But in reality, here was Paul saying that in the Old Testament, they heard the gospel going through the wilderness. Jesus himself said that he was the manna that came down from heaven, that he was the bread from heaven. In the book of John, he tells us that that literally when, when the Hebrews were going through the wilderness and God was feeding them manna from heaven, that he was that manna. So do you really think that Jesus was had turned himself into some bread or angel food and then let it rain overnight his body down on the earth and then they were picking up and they were eating little pieces of Jesus? Clearly not. Clearly he's giving us a parallel parabolic teaching that that manna was symbolic of him. That manna was symbolic of his body. Notice that the Jews, what did they say? Isn't this Jesus, uh, the son of Mary and Joseph? How how was he back then? See, they they could only equate what he was teaching and saying to a carnal interpretation where the early church called that the letter of the word, meaning they only seen seen the teachings of the Hebrews going through the, the the wilderness by the letter. But Jesus teaching spiritually was saying that really was symbolic of him. He wasn't really there. He wasn't really the manna. It means that that manna had a deeper meaning to it. So when we go to the book of Revelations and we hear the Lord say that to them that overcome, I'm going to give them some of the hidden manna. So only overcomers are going to receive this manna. Only, only those that are uh, understanding what Jesus was saying are going to receive this manna. Well, clearly, Jesus is telling us something much more important uh, than just talking about bread from heaven. In Revelations chapter 2, uh, verse 16, Jesus says, Repent, or else I will come to you quickly, and I will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him that overcomes, I will give him some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him the white stone, and on the stone a new name which no man knows except him who receives it, meaning only the overcomers at the end of the age, which we know, are the remnant that will come out of the church will get this hidden manna or these revelatory teachings. So if if we're not he- eating that manna, if we're just want, running around today saying, oh, just, you know, everything is all right, everything is good the way it is, uh, we're in trouble. We're in big trouble. When we look at that word hidden, that word hidden, the hidden manna, is the word crypto. That word is the root to the word revelation, meaning what is the revelation? The apocalypto, amen? Apo to remove or to destroy, and calyptos means the veil. So what is this manna? 
It's something that's hidden that's being unveiled to us. So who's going to get to eat that? The overcomers. And who are those overcomers? Those overcomers are those that literally conquer, subdue, overcome. They prevail. They're victorious. Well, how are you going to go to heaven? And what is there to overcome there? Well, we we overcame this life. Really? When we act like the world and talk like the world, are we really overcoming? Well, we don't even understand what Jesus was teaching. We don't understand his word. And people want to say, well, you just got to pray this prayer and you're good to go. But it, they didn't have a sinner's prayer in the early church. When we look at the first couple hundred years of the church, there was three years of study, deep study every day, four or five hours. The, 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 the church would make any university today look silly in its understanding of scripture because they were teaching the deeper things of scripture. We need to get back, like Jesus said in the book of Revelation, go back to what you once knew. So when the Lord says to them that overcome, I'm going to give them some of that veiled manna, meaning that manna really, Jesus said, and John was his body. He said, and his body was bread, and the manna was the bread, the manna was his body. So what's he really saying? To them that overcome, I'm going to let them eat of my body, the body of Christ. And that gets into the whole Passover lamb, the lamb of God, meaning we're supposed to be eating the Passover. It's not done away with. It's not completely fulfilled. If it was fulfilled 2,000 years ago, why would the Lord make us eat his body again in the book of Revelations? It's because the Lord is taking us to a new place. He's taking us to a revelation of him. That's what the book of Revelation is. It is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It is the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And he's taking us to that place of understanding, unveiling things. That's what the whole revelation is. That's what the whole unveiling is. It's us seeing the scripture from a apostolic standpoint, from a prophetic standpoint, and not the literal teaching. How do I know that? Because if you go over to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 really um, gives us a much deeper understanding of Scripture. There's a lot of things here in Ephesians 3 that if you just look at it from a natural perspective, you're going to be in big trouble. Paul says, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus for you Gentiles, if indeed, if you've heard of the dispensation of God's grace, which was given to me for you. You've heard me say this quite a few times now, that the grace of God and the dispensation of the grace of God was given to Paul, was given to me for you. Meaning the church did not receive grace. Paul was their grace. Paul received the grace and then Paul passed that grace on to the church. If indeed you've heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, comma, how that by apocalypse, revelation, he made known to me the mystery, which I've briefly written already. So Paul is saying that God's grace was him releasing revelation, apocalypse. He was removing the veils off the church to reveal the mystery of Christ. As I have briefly written already, by which when you read, 
you may understand my knowledge and the mystery of Christ. So he's saying that when you read my teachings, this grace will be given to you so that you might understand my knowledge in the mystery or the secrets of Christ, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, but it has now been revealed by the Spirit, spiritual teaching, the Holy Spirit is the one that reveals these mysteries, which in other ages was not made known to the sons of men, but has now been revealed by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. So who hears these mysteries? His holy apostles and prophets. Who reveals these mysteries? His holy apostles and prophets. And who gets to listen to them? Those that want to hear the grace of God. So without grace, the Bible says very clearly, we are saved by grace through faith. It doesn't say you're just saved by grace. People just stop there. I'm saved by grace. No, you're not. You're saved by grace through faith. And faith is an action word. It's a verb that says that faith is believing. And believing in what? It must be believing in the teachings that you're hearing because you would not have that teaching if it wasn't for a minister of the mysteries of the kingdom. Paul goes out, matter of fact, Paul says that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body, meaning you and I wouldn't even be in here if Paul wouldn't have seen the mystery that we are included into through the gospel. Amen. That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister to the gift of the grace of God, which was given to me by the effectual working of his power. Meaning, he said, I became a minister of the gospel. Please hear what I'm saying. He said, I became a minister of the grace of the gospel by, by power by the effectual working of his power. To me, verse eight, whom is the least of all the saints, this grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, comma. This grace was given to me that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of, the, of Christ and to make all see, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of ages, Genesis chapter one, has been hidden in God. These mysteries are hidden by in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus. So these mysteries were hid in God, revealed to his apostles, which is his grace and his gospel to the church. Huh, that's pretty interesting. Because it, one, it means we have to have a relationship with God to hear these revelations. And two, that the whole gospel is a revelation of the mystery being revealed. And three, when a mystery is revealed, it is an apocalypse. It is the removal of the veil. So the whole book of Revelations must be the apocalypse or the removal of the veil to see the mysteries at the end of the age. And four, we need apostles to give us that grace. And five, if we're still veiled, we're not saved because that's what the scripture says. He said, if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to them that are perishing. If our gospel is anacalyptos instead of apocalyptos, 
it is veiled to them that are perishing. And ask yourself a very simple question. When in the last time, when was the last time in your church that you heard what a mystery even meant? Mysterion, the secret way in which God governs the righteous, which is hidden from carnal, wicked, and ungodly people, but plain to the godly. Meaning a mystery is not like our English word. It means it's something that should be revealed to godly people, but those that are not learning the mysteries of Scripture are ungodly, or not understanding what the parables are saying are ungodly. According to the book of Revelations, it says that Jezebel's in our pulpits. That's what Jesus says. Why do you put up with that woman Jezebel preaching in your pulpit, seducing my people, meaning my church is under a spirit of seduction. When you look at the world today and what's happening in the world and where the church is, the church for the last year, the church has been lost. There's nothing been said coming out of the church. The church has stood by, watched all this happen, and literally has missed an opportunity to go get souls for an entire year. Why? Because our gospel is veiled to them that are perishing. God is raising up a people that know how to take the veils off. A people, you know, I, I mean, everywhere I go, people that know, aren't you a minister? Yeah, I'm a minister. Um, do, do you think the end of the world is here? Do you think it's the end of the age? You better believe I think it's the end of the age. Why? Because the early church taught at the end of 6,000 years. 6,000 years from Adam, all things would be brought to an end. And if you understand the Bible, it's 6,000 years old till, it's 6,021 years till now. 4,000 years from Adam till Jesus and 2,000 years from Jesus till now. Four plus two is 6,000 years. We're there. And how many of you that I'm saying this to are just awakening to what I'm saying. This is the first time you heard it. This is the first time you heard anything like this. You know why? You're asleep. You're asleep. You're not ready. You're not buying the oil. See, to the early church, to buy the oil was to understand the deeper teachings. They were anointed of God. Are you, are you buying the oil or are you asleep to what's coming? Is this whole thing going to change in a moment of a twinkling of an eye and you are not going to be prepared? Your mind, your soul are veiled to the things that the Lord is doing. Didn't Jesus warn all seven churches in the book of Revelation to them that have the ears to hear? Let him hear what the scripture is saying. Let them hear what's really being said. I counsel you to buy sapphire your eyes that you might see. Isn't that what's supposed to be happening? Are we supposed to be seeing and hearing something that we've never seen and heard before? Well, man of God, what does that mean? Well, maybe you should be more worried about what you're hearing and seeing. Because you go back to what Jesus said in Matthew 17, when the disciples said, Jesus, why are you teaching the people in parables? Jesus said, because the mysteries of the kingdom are in the parables. Because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear. Meaning they don't understand the parables which reveal the mysteries of Scripture, which is an apostolic and prophetic teaching according to Ephesians 3, which I've just read to you. That's what Paul said. He said that they have now been revealed 
by the Spirit to his holy apostles and prophets. See, we need apostles and prophets. We don't, it, the, the time of pastoring, pastoring the church has come to an end. The Lord is bringing back apostles and prophets to the church, those that can reveal these secrets. And people go, well, no, the, you know, the, the, the mysteries of Scripture, the, the, the apostles have been done away with. Okay, then how are we going to interpret the book of Revelations? There's no more apostles and prophets. Well, when the seventh angel sounds, it says the mystery of God would be finished as declared by his servants, the prophets. So I guess those people will be the foolish virgins that don't believe in apostles and prophets, that don't buy the oil from those ministries and get themselves ready. Because when you read the early church, the early church says that the apostles and the prophets would be there till the end of the age, and then they would be removed because the glory of God would come back into the earth. Huh. When did they say this end of the age was? After 6,000 years, and where are we? Where are we? We're there. We're 6,000 years from Adam. We're actually a little over. So now we are transitioning. As I've been saying week after week, everything is transitioning to the kingdom. And you can run and you can hide. And you can say, I don't want to believe this. It's, it's, it's irrelevant to, to, to the Lord right now. Because the Lord's going to bypass that church. He's going, to, he's going to bypass the ones that don't want to get serious, the ones that don't want to get ready, the ones that are not prepared, because that's what the scripture says. The foolish virgins didn't get in. The tares didn't get in. The bad fish didn't get in. The wedding says that the invitations went out. If you look at that word for invitation, it, it literally is the word for, it's, it's a root to the word for church, meaning the invitations went out to the church, and it says, and they did not come. It's not to the world. Come on, read your scripture. You know, oh, that's, this invitation has gone out to the whole world, and the world hasn't come to the wedding. It's not to the world. Read what it says. It says the invitations went out, and they did not come. He's talking about the church. It's, or why else then would, when the world didn't come, that the servants went into the highways and byways and, and the wedding hall was full? If they didn't come the first time, why would they come the second time? It's talking about the church didn't come to the wedding. The church didn't get ready. That's why the church, Jesus calls it virgins. Virgins are not married. Virgins are those that have not found their husband yet. So when Jesus said at the end of the age, the church would be all asleep and they would be a bunch of virgins, a sleeping virgins, meaning they're asleep to what's happening. I mean, when you're in the middle of the night, do you know what's going on around your house? Do you know if somebody's possibly breaking into your shed or stealing your lawnmower? Or no, you're asleep. The next morning you wake up, and all of a sudden it becomes apparent, hey, somebody stole my car. Somebody stole the lawnmower. Somebody took the statue out of the front lawn. Why, why didn't you know it in the middle of the night? Because you were asleep and you didn't know what was going on. When things were being removed from you because you are spiritually asleep and you're not awake to what's happening in the earth, you just might awaken and everything has been taken from you because that's what the scripture actually is talking about. When you look at the word apocalyptus, apocalypto 
the apocalypse, the revelation, the removal of the veil. How does that have to do with the end of the world? And number two, because it's about going into the Holy of Holies, it's about going into the glory. There's only one veil. That's the veil going into the glory of God, the Holy of Holies. That's the apocalypse. The Lord wants to reveal the glory again. As a matter of fact, on that veil was was two cherubim with flaming swords, meaning to go back through the veil is to go back into the Holy of Holies to go back into the garden. Hence, that's why you see in the end of the book of Revelations, everything's back in the garden, the tree of life. But, you know, it's interesting. If you're not going to read or you're going to read a few verses, you're not going to understand what the full, full Bible is saying. So to go through the veil is to go back into the garden, to go back into the glory. The reason I'm saying this is, it has nothing to do with the end of the world. It's about going back into the garden, the millennial kingdom the rule and reign of Christ in the earth. And that is what the Lord is trying to wake us up to. And for most churches, they're asleep to what's happening. So while all this other stuff is going on, all this evil, there's a preparation happening. Listen, what we're watching happening right now is not going to be much longer. Buy the oil. Buy the oil. How do you call yourself a Christian and you have no oil? See, that was the other thing. It says that the virgins didn't have any oil in their lamps. Well, the Hebrew word for for oil means to be anointed or Mashiach, the anointed ones. So if I'm, a, if I'm an anointed one, that means I have oil. But isn't it interesting that Jesus himself said at the end of the age, there were 10 virgins who had no oil. None of them had oil. None of them were prepared except their voice came forward and said, wake up, the bridegroom is coming, meaning they had to buy the oil. They literally had to become Christians, anointed ones, because when they were asleep, they had no oil. They were really not Christians. Well, what's this thing I feel, Pastor, when I gave my heart to the Lord? Well, maybe you got that other spirit that Paul talks about that there's been those that have been saved by another spirit. Because right now the Lord is releasing the oil. You can sit there and make excuses or you can come and get the oil and get yourself ready and be prepared for what the Lord is getting ready to do. Jesus said the seed is the word. So if the seed is the word, that means that word for seed is also the word sperm. The sperm is the word. So if the sperm is the word and you're a virgin, that means you've never been impregnated by your husband. Jesus. So here you have a problem. Jesus said that's going to be there in the whole church at the end of the age. They're asleep and they're virgins. They have not been impregnated with my word. They're asleep to what's happening. They're being stolen from. And three, they have no oil in their lamps. The lamp is the church. Revelations 1.20 says the seven golden lampstands is the seven churches. Does your church really have oil? Do you really have oil? Or are you lost to the things that are happening? It's time to buy the oil. If you enjoyed today's podcast, partner with us by heading to voh.church forward slash radio. That's voh.church forward slash radio. Your financial gift helps. The Voice of Healing Radio bring revelation to God's kingdom and to the nations. Have a testimony or prayer request? Call us at 1-877-440-3737. That's 1-877-440-3737. Or send us an email at radio at voh.com.
www.voh.church. And don't forget to add VOH Radio on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for your current updates. This is the Voice of Healing Radio with Michael Petrone.